This is Midlife Mastery, session number seven. Welcome to the Midlife Mastery Podcast, where getting control of your time, your money, and your life are the keys to an amazing second act. If living authentically matters to you, then you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Peter Fritz. This episode of Midlife Mastery is brought to you by Fizzle.co. Fizzle is an online training resource library for independent entrepreneurs who'd like to make a living doing something that they love. They have a nine-stage roadmap which will guide you right through from the very beginning of your original idea through to a successful and scalable business. They're offering a five-week free trial to all listeners of Midlife Mastery. All you need to do is go to midlifetribe.com slash fizzle and you can get full access to the entire course library, the founder stories and the community to try it out for five weeks and see what you think. On today's show, I want to talk about goals and whether or not they even really matter as much as we think they do. But before I get to that, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's um, come to, and had listened to the show and downloaded the show and subscribed to the show, as well as those who've left a review. Uh, it's been wonderful fun so far. I mean, I know I sound a bit awkward and stupid uh, at the moment, but you know, I'll only get better at this. And while I'm basing the show predominantly on stuff that I've written about before on midlifetribe.com. Very soon I'll start doing interviews with other people. Some of them will be uh, people that are close to me who have achieved things that I think are relevant to us. Um, But not long after we'll start talking to other people um, from all around the world actually who have gone on to master their midlife and done something unique and extraordinary. Uh, But till we get to that point, uh, it'll just be me on the mic just talking about some of the stuff that I've written about in the past. And and this particular episode is something which uh, I think is, I think it's pretty timely because if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you listen to a few other podcasts as well. And it probably stands to reason that um, you're a reasonably ambitious person and you might, like me, be someone who has habitually uh, constructed goals, recorded them, you know, measured progress, all this sort of stuff. But over the last six months or so, I've really started to give give a lot more thought to just how important they are and how relevant they are and whether or not they actually deliver on their promise of getting us to where we want to go. This is assuming, of course, that we really do know where we want to go, which often we don't. We think we do. We think that the thing that we want over there on the horizon is what's going to make us happy. And more often than not, we find out that it just doesn't. So there are a lot of things um, to this whole idea of goal setting and relying on goals to achieve what you ultimately want in your life, which is probably happiness, fulfillment, um, purpose, meaning, um, you know, autonomy, all these kinds of things, freedom. Um, so I think we should just dig right into it um, and talk about just how important goals really are. Do they really matter? If you're a regular consumer of achievement-based material, then you, you'll know that goals tend to figure pretty prominently in the public discourse. It's sort of an accepted truth that without them, we become wandering generalities and we achieve little in our miserable, stupid lives. But like I said in the intro, I've had cause recently to begin to doubt their effectiveness. Back in 2013, Australian comedian Tim Minchin gave a wonderful speech at the University of Western Australia. And there are a lot of really uh, funny takeaways or funny funny parts of that discussion. But there was one particular takeaway that really struck a chord with me. And that was the paradox of dreams and goals. 
Recently, I've also read The Minimalist's incredible book called Everything That Remains, where Joshua Fields Milburn talks about eliminating goals from his life. He's just gotten rid of them completely. So uh, Joshua and Tim's Joshua's book and Tim's video really got me thinking about the reason that we set goals at all. I'm a student of life as much as you probably are, but here's something that I've realized so far, at least for myself anyway. I've always been the archetypal choleric overachiever you know, type A personality, all that kind of thing. And goals have always been an ever-present tool in my wheelhouse. So this is still finding its way through the neural pathways of my brain. But I'm starting to think that while short-term goals are useful, you know, for say, I don't know, setting an agenda and a specific outcome that you want for a meeting with a client, their usefulness in shaping and moulding our lives, you know, when it comes to the long game, is a little bit less clear. I think that setting a goal for today's work is useful because it tells me what matters most to me today and it focuses my energy on being productive for that one thing. But setting a goal 10 years from now, well, you know, I'm not so sure anymore. One thing that Tim mentioned said that really resonated with me was this notion that single-mindedly working towards a long-range outcome has a tendency to blind us to all the wonderful opportunities, opportunities that appear in our periphery. I know from my own experience that this is often true. The person that you meet, that email that you write or the article that you read can trigger a seismic shift in our life's journey and send us along new and exciting pathways, which really we could never have planned for. Joshua uh, Fields Milburn describes his new approach to his journey as simply being cognizant of the direction that he's moving in rather than specific goals that are fabricated to achieve a predefined outcome. And I love this whole idea of focusing on or being um, you know, particularly aware of the direction that he's moving in. I think there's a lot of practical wisdom in that. One thing I know to be absolutely true is that goals often do three things. They can postpone your happiness until the goal is attained. That's a, that's a very real thing. Um, the moment that the goal is reached, the high that you get from it is quite often very brief and it tends to get replaced very quickly with a new baseline of expectations. Like, okay, I got that nice fancy house. I got that fancy job with the title and I you know, got my sports car. But now that I've got that, I'd really like to go to this next level. I'd really like to have a bigger house. I'd like to be CFO, you know, whatever. And the third thing I've noticed is that soon afterwards, you really need to set a new goal because otherwise you tend to get, well, I don't know, miserable after a while and you kind of wander around without a rudder. You become so attached to the idea of being goal-driven that once you reach one, if you don't have one to replace it, you feel lost. So I reckon this raises some interesting questions. What feeling are we seeking in the pursuit of a goal? When we finally claim that goal, how long does the pleasure and the satisfaction last? How quickly do we set our sights on the next bigger and better thing after we've reached a goal? And how present are we in the moment throughout the journey towards the thing of our heart's desire? What's the cost of our blinkered pursuit in time, in money, and perhaps other opportunities missed along the way? And what sort of things do we miss along that journey that might give us the feeling that we're seeking with a whole lot less effort? And ultimately, is it worth it all in the end? Now, obviously, I don't have all the answers to this, but I really believe that these questions are worth asking. 
One thing I do believe now is that it feels very natural and organic to move in the direction of your dreams versus planning and strategizing and pushing relentlessly in the pursuit of them. That's not to discount the effectiveness of planning what you must do, what you should learn, and how you might weave those two things together. Deliberate thinking and a goalless approach aren't mutually exclusive. But setting immovable smart goals for the big things can be counterproductive and counterintuitive to the way life tends to unfold. I often compare life's journey, whether it's relationships or mindset or health or whatever, to business. I think this is much the same. You can plan a new business venture all you like, but eventually you must get out on the field and do something. You cannot plan for other competitors entering the market or for new or repealed government legislation, for changes in buyer habits or interests, or for emerging technologies, but you can adapt to them. You can minimise or capitalise on their impact. You can adjust course momentarily and still remain conscious of your overall direction. There's that word again. Nothing offers a straight line to anywhere, not a car, a plane, a boat, or our lives. Each is in a state of constant course correction. All that matters, really, is the direction itself the experience of the journey along the way, and the possibility of a pleasing destination at the end of it. Like me, you probably have things that you want, experiences that you'd enjoy, and places that you'd like to go. And these will probably change over time too. Once you acknowledge that how it unfolds will bear little resemblance to your magnificent plans, the pressure to conform to the straight line you've imagined suddenly falls away, replaced by a calm assurance that you might get everything that you want, or you might not and being okay with that. The irony, of course, is that when you're in this state, you tend to give yourself the best chance of not just reaching your dreams, but enjoying the journey along the way. And when you achieve that, you've already won. And therein lieth the paradox. That's it from me. Thanks again for listening to Midlife Mastery. Uh, If you haven't already gotten yourself a copy, I've got a free download for you over at midlifetribe.com slash 15 ideas. It's a 60-odd page, full-color landscape format book called 15 Ideas for Midlife Mastery. A lot of people have downloaded this book already and they love it. It's a great way to kickstart your journey onto Midlife Mastery. Go and grab that. It's midlifetribe.com forward slash 15 ideas. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the show. And if you could leave a rating and an honest review, it really helps others to find the show. You can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Midlife Tribe. Till next week, thanks for listening. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. For more ideas on creating the perfect second act, go to midlifetribe.com and learn how to master your time, your money, and your life.